after breakfast What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas It's Weird Brunch That's oh, a real song I don't sound That's anything right. like that I don't sound like Billy Joel at all Hey, good I know uh, <laughs> If you did, you'd be whiny If I did, I'd be slam- driving into trees <laughs> Drunk and whiny. Drunk and whiny. Did he do that? Is he that a did. Billy Joel thing? Yes, he is oh, a he's a good drunk Alexa, driver. Stop. Okay. We gotta get that music out of here, man. Yeah, we have our own music. <laughs> the sound of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our new theme song. I think that we're gonna have to pay a lot of money for that to be our theme song. Not if you use your lyrics. <laughs> In the pickle of the pea. It's just a song you sing your dogs, you know? Yeah, of course. I've had three dogs and all of them got to sing, hear that song. Yeah. It's a big hit. It's a huge dog hit. <laughs> it's real big with dogs. It's like, you know how there's kids bop? That's on the dog's bop. Pup, dog's bop. Pup bop. Pup's bop. Oh, that's too cute. <laughs> I... Apologize that I sound like a full man today. I just a uh, full man, a full grown man. You I, were what a gibbous man and, last time. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need to be a waxing man, but uh, waxing here we man. are. Um, not a blood wolf moon man. No, I'm a. I'm a. You're an unwaxed man. I'm a blue moon man, unwaxed. A blue okay. man waning, if you will. Oh boy. Not a blue man. <laughs> a waning Bruce blue man. You're I'm Bruce, Bruce waning. waning man. Um <laughs> we know about the moon. Uh-huh. Uh just about as much as everyone else does. I'm no. just on a lot of like cold meds because I think I'm coming down with something. So this is just what I'm gonna sound like today. You sound fine. Yeah, I probably I sound, sound like fine. I always do. Yeah, you do. You're hearing self-conscious. my own man voice. Now, uh, been there, done that. Did y'all hear <laughs> about the <laughs> uh, the two kids over the weekend that murdered somebody? Yeah, in Austin, stabby stab style, yeah. right? No, yes. yeah. In, they just arrested yeah, one today. Both I think. of them are arrested now. How okay. old were they? In Northwest Austin, they went to Murkison Middle School, which is where I went to middle school, and then they killed an Anderson High School senior, which is also where I went to high school. They were in middle school. These kids, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's kind of let's see. The younger one was thirteen. They were both eighth graders, but one was thirteen and one was fifteen. So you know that a fifteen-year-old had some major behavioral issues if he was still in eighth grade yeah yeah because i I mean mean, even back one year isn't yeah sure like you fucked around maybe but two years that's yeah like you're being a bad kid nobody wants to be in middle school longer than they have to and nobody wants to keep you in middle school longer than they have to that is a place to get through not stick in yeah, middle yeah. school is the spot where you go awkward. Middle school is mandatory jail yeah. for children. You go full awkward. So that everybody Anyways, gets a prison experience yeah. once in their life. That's Those true. two kids, sometime at like 7 o'clock on Friday night, they, I guess from what I can gather, it sounds like they wanted his jewel, like the smoke, the jewel. We 
we were talking about him yesterday. J-U-U-L. J-U-U-L. Not sponsoring this podcast. No. No. But if they wanted to, I would let them. I'd take the money. They would feel yeah. bad, but I'd take it. <laughs> I would smoke it. I would smoke the money. <laughs> that, all right. Okay. That's how rich Lisa is, smoking <laughs> all her money. But yeah, they wanted it and fucking stabbed this poor senior to death. This 18-year-old kid. Man. Yeah. <laughs> In fifteen yeah, years, there's going to be a. In fifteen years, there's going to be a Netflix documentary about this. Right. Yeah. It seems like be, one of those. It's this year's Slender Man. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. Of deal. Yeah. yeah. The Ugh. the jewel of denial. Oh my no. god! What? You're welcome. It was yeah. Whitney last time. Is it going around? <laughs> it is. Am I going to be like you know pun what? master next time? Neither one of us feel that great. So yeah. Maybe yeah. everything's contagious. <laughs> That Every, was that's almost that a was elaborate. Also. The jewel of denial. That's great. It, it was, it was good. Very high marks. I'm upset. I didn't think of it. Mm. That's why I was staring off into nothing for a minute. I was like, "There's something here." Not your usual reasons. <laughs> and then I found it. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't. What happened when I was in middle school? <laughs> uh, well, Lisa, you're not in the war anymore. <laughs> All Wait, what? Wars. Beaumont? Yeah. <laughs> the War of Denial. <laughs> the War of Denial. I thought that was a Beaumont reference. God damn it. Uh, I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm Lisa Friedrich. I think I'm Karina Magyar. <laughs> this is Weird Brunch. It's very weird. It, it This has been a very We're weird story. Going. Let's yeah. sip on some scissor. I don't know what that means. Whoa. That's that's coding, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if you're getting sick. Scissorp. Yeah. Okay. Scissorp, yeah. I, for some reason, I said scissors. No. And I didn't know what that meant. Oh, All I have is. I just killed something. Like sugar-free oh scissors. Oh, my God. I did. I, mur- I straight up murdered a tiny fly right now. So if you ever catch me on tape saying I wouldn't hurt a fly, I would. I did it. Ugh. Live on the air. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a Buddhist, and it's really upsetting me. Yeah, well, it's corpse is inside of this <laughs> table runner now. Sorry. That's all right. We've been meaning to get rid of okay. this whole situation anyways. Mm, burn it. Anyways. <laughs> burn it. I will. Okay. I will just burn the table runner. Because of the fly. I, did, yeah. I don't have that strong of an opinion about its aesthetics. Thank you. You're welcome. That's almost like a compliment. <laughs> For my weak opinion. <laughs> I don't have any opinion on its aesthetics. Thank you, Karina. You're so nice. <laughs> For withholding your truth. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I'll kick things off. Kick it. Uh, my story is about the disappearance of Evelyn Hartley. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler jesus well i mean what disappearance isn't sad though oh i can think of a few yeah yeah there's right. a couple people i'd love to disappear like that fly that you just murdered that's yeah. just the beginning she is hardcore tonight Fuck. fired up yeah. fired up she was in the car for too long yeah. man too much traffic hard blessings um so Evelyn is this 15-year-old girl in 1953, and she's she's a good girl. She goes to school. She doesn't go on a lot of dates. Her mom and dad work in education, and she gets this opportunity to babysit for this 
family like in their neighborhood the rasmussen's rasmussen i don't know uh, wait a minute do i know this the rasmussen's no i, I know that yeah. name are you thinking of rasputin like no the creepy mm. no <laughs> i know rasputin personally so anyways the reason <laughs> she uh, goes to babysit is because it's homecoming night and in lacrosse uh illinois that's wisconsin I wisconsin think. no yeah. you're right in lacrosse wisconsin uh the high school homecoming game is a real big or college game i guess maybe anyways everyone goes to the homecoming football game and so the her parents are no her parents don't go but the people she's babysitting for have a regular babysitter and she's not going to babysit because she's going to this game so that's where she comes in evelyn here she is babysitting. why is evelyn not going to the game because she wants to babysit uh, are Get you sure cash. it's because no one asked her and maybe she's it, feeling a little small that night it could have been that too man could have been that so Mr. Vigo Rasmussen, a scary name, but he was a good guy, uh, goes and picks her up from her house. Him and her dad, Evelyn's dad, are colleagues, and he drives her the couple blocks to his house, and she is going to be babysitting 22-month-old um, excuse me, baby girl, and... Vigo, his wife, and his seven-year-old daughter are like, hey, what up? Here's the house. Obviously, you're babysitting. Just make sure she stays asleep. That's what the baby was doing already. All you got to do is chill out, do your homework. We'll be back at nine. This is how 90% of porn starts. Yeah. So <laughs> the... With a 22-month-old sleeping? Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's mom porn. Yeah. Yeah. The baby's asleep. The baby's asleep. Now's our chance. Oh, we have five God. minutes. <laughs> Get to the highlights. So the Rasmussen's leave to go to the game. And she's there. It's like 6.37. Um, at 8.30, she was supposed to call her dad and check in because... You know, that's what she does. She's a good girl. Mm-hmm. So 830 comes and goes. She doesn't call. And her dad is like, OK, well, he calls the house a few times trying to get her to answer. And there is no answer at the house still. So he starts to kind of freak himself out and he decides to just drive over and check on her and make sure everything is OK. And he gets to the house and uh he's knocking on the door nobody's answering but the lights are on and he's trying to figure out how he can get into the house so he goes around and finds this back window open and the screen had been taken off so he goes inside the house and the tv's on there or no the lights are on and a radio is on sorry Radio, 1950 yeah uh the radio's on furniture inside the living room is kind of weird looking like it had been pushed around a little bit mm-hmm. and 
glasses are also on the floor and they're broken. And That's one of my biggest fears is that someone's going to attack me while I'm wearing my glasses and just knock my glasses off my face and then I can't see. Yeah. yeah. I'm very blind. And then, yeah, even if you escape, you can't get away and you can't identify who did it to you. No. And, yeah. yeah. Me too. Ugh. I always think that that's going to happen to me, but in more of like a dystopian future where yeah. I can't get any more glasses and I finally survive and then my glasses break at the end and I just Oh no. Die. That's how you go. That's how I go out. The piggy story. Yeah. Pretty mm. Lord of the flies That was, yeah. to me, the scariest part of Lord of the Flies. Yeah. When Piggy doesn't have glasses yeah. forever. It's a bummer. Mm. So anyways, the house is kind of fucked up. His daughter is not there, but her glasses are broken. And so he freaks out. He goes back outside and he's like looking around the house still. And another neighbor sees him looking around the house. And so they start to look around the house, trying to see if she's within a few feet of it. They had checked other rooms in the house before. The baby was still there, passed out. No big deal baby's fine so while they're outside looking at the outside of the house they realize that there's pry marks on other windows so that someone had really been trying to get into the house and it took a couple tries Ew. um there are footprints and different small clues like that um they call the cops obviously the cops show up they find significant amounts of Evelyn's blood inside the home near the basement window and outside in the yard, like a couple pools of blood in the grass. Whoa. So one of those pool stains was 18 inches wide and there oh. was a bloody handprint like up on the wall of the garage on the outside of the house. Um. That's so, like a, the staircase amount of blood. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of blood. And jeez. So what they start to kind of formulate is that. <laughs> yep. Yep. They, they come in through the screens. That's what happens. Fun. They snatch your glasses and take Stop, you. That's so scary. It is terrifying. So they start to think, okay, well, somebody obviously broke in, knocked her out or something pulled her out and she bled in those two places where they were trying to pull her. They bring in dogs to get her scent and they follow her scent for a couple of blocks and then lose the trail. They assume whoever took her at that point, put her into a car. So everybody goes out looking for her. Nobody's finding anything um but people had seen weird stuff happen so someone reported a light colored car that had been circling the neighborhood around 8 p.m another neighbor said that they thought that they heard high-pitched screams around seven but they thought it was just kids playing but authorities think that she was abducted between 7 and 7 30 so they think it was probably her. A couple days after she disappeared, a guy named Ed came forward to say that at like 7.15 that night, he was on his way to the game also. Mm-hmm. He saw 
two men walking with a girl between them. And the reason he almost hit them was because they were kind of staggering. So it sounds to me like that was two guys taking this girl to the car. Yeah. Two blocks away where the dogs lost the scent. So those people come forward. Um, and then another sight happened of three people in a car, one guy in the front seat driving a girl kind of slumped over in the back seat and a guy next to her. So lots of people think that it was two dudes, not just one person who took her. Um, after a few days after her disappearance, they found a pair of underwear and a bra near an underpass about two miles south of lacrosse and they had blood on them and a blood stained pair of men's pants was found along the same road about four miles away and they don't know if those were necessarily connected they didn't test the blood or uh, they just... the blood on the bra mm-hmm. i think was the same type as hers i don't know if they couldn't like, they couldn't do, do more than that more in than the 50s that. yeah, yeah. So same blood type. Um, Yeah. They also found a pair of size 11 sneakers and the print on the bottom of the sneakers was the same type of kind of, it was like a round Mm -hmm. kind of suctiony cup print bottom. They, it was the same. There was blood on those shoes. And um, they also found next to that, this like, weird kind of cut off jacket they say it was a size 36 i don't really know what that means in dude size jackets but i think it's pretty small that's yeah like yeah 36 would be like five foot eight kind okay of regular sized person so when they found the jacket and those size 11 shoes near each other like 800 feet apart they were very close they were like, well, it couldn't have been worn by the same person. Like a dude with size 11 feet doesn't, wouldn't be able to wear a jacket that is that small. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some sizes. That's, bullshit. Yeah, that's yeah. shoulder width and like, because the 38 is your shoulders. Oh, okay. Shoulder width and foot length. Yeah. As far I mean, as I know. It could have been real tall and real Just skinny. skinny. Yeah. Or it could have been those two, it could have been two guys and maybe one got a bunch of blood on his jacket and one had a bunch on his shoes. Absolutely. So the blood on the jacket was also Evelyn's blood type and it was the same type as the smears found on the house. Y'all remember the good old days when you could just leave blood around everywhere and they couldn't get you for it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. The good old days. Blood and semen everywhere. Women weren't talking and... I got away with so much when I was a kid. (laughs) In the 50s? You're not that. Come on. (laughs) So uh, this was like obviously a huge deal in Wisconsin. They took the shoes and the jacket to 31 different like communities trying to see if anybody recognized them. Like Baskin Robbins. Yeah, like 31 (laughs) flavors. That's actually where the name comes from. Oh my uh, God. Just kidding. <laughs> so. That'd be awesome. They did. So that two-toned car that people saw kind of driving around, that made everybody freak out also. So they had these bumper stickers printed up 
that said like my car is good and you could only get them if you went by and had your car searched by the police and like you know whatever they sprayed on cars back then to see if there was a bunch of blood on them so everybody was out looking for this girl there was an a bounty a bounty i don't know Uh is that what it would be for sixty six hundred dollars for information that's roughly sixty thousand dollars today um and really there were never ever any suspects like the parents of the girl you know the one who was babysit sat Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. who were at the football game everybody saw them plus there were three of them like there was no coming and going uh also those people were very fucked up by all of it happening yeah um they moved down the street afterwards they had built that home from the ground up and they were like we can't fucking stay in this house because it's so upsetting um Obviously, the baby doesn't remember anything, but the seven-year-old is still alive and says it still, like, haunts her to this day. She oh, didn't man. really know what was going on, but Evelyn's little sister had come, I guess, over with her dad. And so when they were talking to the police, the little Evelyn's little sister and then the youngest or the younger, the older <laughs> Asmussen kid, they just, like, put him in a room and were like, Stay there while the adults figure shit out. And she talks about how that's the first time she saw adults crying. Um, So nobody's ever even implicated. Other people kind of confess to it, but it's all bullshit. And why do people do that? I don't. Why would you like jailhouse confessions to things you didn't do? Attention, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um. They found out later that Ed Gein happened to be visiting relatives in Lacrosse the same time she was <laughs> around there. But everyone that was Ed Gein was like, I don't have anything to do with this. And he took lie detector tests. Plus, that wasn't really his style. Yeah, he was busy. Yeah. Um, so that was thrown out pretty quickly. In 2004, a guy named Mel came forward with a tape of a conversation he had accidentally recorded between two guys at a bar in the year before. So he was trying to get a recording of the band playing, but it ended up picking up these two guys unintentionally. And one of the men said that he was involved in the disappearance of Evelyn Hartley on the tape. And he also implicated another guy who ended up committing suicide right after the crime happened. So the guy took the tape to, this is in 2004. So 2003 was when the tape recorded the guy who died, committed suicide right after she disappeared. Mm -hmm. But then the other guy was the one in 2003 who was talking about, well, Mm -hmm. this is hypothetical also if it actually was him. So um, he took that tape to the police and um, they were like, yeah, we can't. We'll look into it. And nothing else came of it. So who knows whatever happened to Evelyn? Lots of people. People really kind of come from the side that either it was a burglary gone really wrong 
and mm. they just killed her and then took her body and kind of probably still raped her and then dumped her somewhere because a lot of people said most houses were unoccupied because everybody was at that football game so they're just like let's break into this doctor's house he probably has a bunch of shit yeah and since there were two of them so but uh nobody knows and that's the sad disappearance of evelyn hartley oh is it it doesn't end with like the twist. No, there's D- there's no twist. She's no, just no. dead. Yeah, she'd be in her eighties now if she was still alive. If she survived and then decided not to see anybody she ever loved yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. that impossible. She, yeah, she's dead. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, I actually do have a twist. You have a twist? Yeah. I mean, not to Evelyn. Oh. Um. I'm but. A- Sorry. Sorry. I want I justice for Evelyn. I, no. I'm so like kind of upset about blood analysis sucking so hard back then. Yeah. You had like a 33 chance of finding anything about anything. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And they had like all that DNA evidence just laying around. Tons of blood. Yeah. Tons of it. Mm. <sighs> all right. Lisa, pick oh. it back up. What, uh, <clears throat> what year Sorry. was that? Uh, 1954. Well, three years later. 1953. Four years later. Sorry. Four years later, six-year-old Jacqueline Pollock and her 11-year-old sister Joanna walked ahead of their parents to church in Hexham, England with their friend Anthony, age nine. Any relation to Jackson? Michael Jackson? No, Jackson Jackson Pollock. Pollock. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Uh... A car in the opposite... Was he British? Not at all. Oh, then... Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, A car in the opposite lane hopped a curb and hit all three of the children. The driver, a woman under the influence of barbiturates and painkillers... My man. (laughs) Killed Joanna. Not my man. And Jacqueline almost instantly. Anthony died en route to the hospital. Oh. Police later discovered that the woman had intentionally hit the children. What? (gasps) No. Yeah. That is a twist. Isn't that fucked up? Well, Why? that's not the main twist. But oh. It is a. I've got a lot of. This is like a roller coaster. You're about to. We're all about to go on. A roller coaster. We just went over our first hump. Okay. Yeah. So well, why? Was, honestly, it was three humps. Why did she? Ew. Why did she hate these kids? Um. Well, she was in danger of losing custody of her children due to her poor mental health condition. Oh, and this likely um, played a role in her fateful decision. So she was crazy. Oh, she was committed after this. Yeah. yeah. Um. So although the death of the children devastated the parents, Florence and John, they soon learned they were expecting. Florence then gave birth to twins, Jennifer and Jillian. Uh, what? Something. Wait, were the first sisters twins? No, the first sisters, they were not twins, but they were Joanna and Jacqueline. And now there's Jennifer and um, Jillian. Okay. But Jillian's with a G. I'm just. Okay. Oh, wow. Jillian's with a G? Yeah, but everybody else that's, is J's. That's like that's, European. That's right? just trolling us at this point. Like, well, I was if you're going to name them all J's. And I'd then... go away from the J if. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have gone like. Helen, you know yeah. what I mean, like. But Helen with a J, Spanish style. Rachel, <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah. Helen. Helen. <laughs> God. Um, 
Although the babies were identical twins, Jennifer had birthmarks that Jillian did not. This is extremely unusual for identical twins. Hmm. Even stranger. Why? Yeah. I don't... For one to have birthmarks and one to not, because the way birthmarks Oh, not happen, to have the same birthmark, but right. just to have one. And just to the have other one at all and then the other that one. That makes yeah. more sense. I was like, the how would you get have, identical birthmarks? Yeah. No, the other one yeah. didn't have any, which is oh. which is weird. Oh, okay. Um, even stranger, one of Jennifer's birthmarks mimicked one of Jacqueline's. Jacqueline died. I'm mm. going to keep saying it. Jacqueline died. <laughs> they both had a thumbprint-shaped mark in the same place on their left hip. The second birthmark on Jennifer's forehead also seemed to mimic a scar Jacqueline had in the same spot. Wow. A scar. A scar and a birthmark. Mm-hmm. Okay. While mourning her daughter's death, Florence Pollock boxed up Jacqueline and Joanna's toys and stored them out of sight. Around the time Jillian and Jennifer turned four, they started asking to have certain toys back within, without any knowledge of their deceased sisters. To Florence's surprise, the twins seemed to remember the toys as if they were their own. What? They correctly identified each one according to the names given to them by Joanna and Jacqueline and divided the toys up exactly how their sisters once did. No. The twins also referred to Joanna and Jacqueline's toys as Santa's gifts, which was true. <gasps> Kids are so creepy. Kids are yeah. so fucking creepy. Ugh. They pick up on stuff, though. I mean, I don't know. I'm not convinced yet. Continue. Okay. Uh, Jennifer and Jillian shared personality traits with their older and dead sisters. Well, that's just DNA. Joanna, for example, four years older than Jacqueline, was protective of her younger sister. Similarly, Jillian, a mere 10 minutes older than Jennifer, exhibited more mature personality and often looked after her younger twin. That's, you know. Yeah, stretch. They were smokers also. All of them. Yeah, they all smoked <laughs> Another trait. heavily. They yeah. could all roll their tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, John and Florence noticed that Jillian was more social and generous than Jennifer, qualities Joanna had as well. The twins reportedly also enjoyed the same foods and games as their deceased siblings. Mac and cheese and Candyland. <laughs> yeah, weenies. Right. <laughs> Cut up weenies. Weenies. Uh, although the Pollock family moved 30 miles east of Hexham to Whitley Bay shortly after Florence gave birth, the twins seemed to remember Hexham in detail. Even though they hadn't seen the building before, the twins appeared to recognize Joanna and Jacqueline's old school. The twins also remembered a playground their deceased sisters loved and recognized and correctly named the Hexham Abbey, all without any previous knowledge of the area. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> I'm still not convinced. I'm, just, and I'm losing it. I, like, I was there with the birthmarks. I would be like, as a kid, like, oh, look, there's a school with children in front of oh, it. Oh, cool. A playground. Yeah. Playground. I would love a playground. I see a church. Sorry. Go on, Lisa. It's like, even when I'm not even doing conspiracy shit. (laughs) After Florence Pollock learned she was pregnant, the family doctor observed a single beating heart in her womb. Despite the medical evidence, John Pollock became convinced that Florence would give birth to twins. He believed the new babies would be reincarnations of Joanna and Jacqueline. Oh, boy. So confirmation bias is Mm -hmm. here. Okay. But Florence was experiencing severe depression caused by the loss of her daughters and didn't believe in reincarnation. Smart, 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 smart. I'm with Florence. <laughs> I'm with her. Florence also thought the idea of reincarnation went against the teachings of her Catholic religion. 
The two fought over John's claims and nearly filed for divorce. Damn. Well, I is don't this... think it was over the twin prediction. I'm sure there was yeah. other stresses. Is this when she's still pregnant? Or... Yeah. Okay. But then even afterwards, when it became kind of like, maybe, she was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, of course, our children are I mean, like our children. They're our children. She refused to believe it for many years. Eventually, she believed it. So she there was money. Bought in it. It. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> In addition to birthmarks, Jillian and Jennifer shared other physical traits with Jacqueline and Joanna. Like Jacqueline, Jennifer had a stocky Arms, build. Legs. A stocky build, okay. Whitney. I'm sorry. While Jillian was more Do you know sl- how rare that is in England? It's so rare. It's well, like- then Jillian was more <laughs> slender like Joanna. Slender, Karina. God damn. People who knew Another the girls. Another rare body type. am I even here? <laughs> People who knew the girls also noted they walked in similar ways to their deceased sisters. The girls even held their pencils the same way. Yeah. While Jillian, yeah, while Jillian learned to write quickly without any teaching, Jennifer held her pencil in a fist like Jacqueline did and struggled what with writing for many ass. years. God damn it! <laughs> the twins played a game recreating the deadly accident. Okay, now that's creepy. Whoa. Why? Florence Pollock remained unconvinced for many years that Jillian and Jennifer were reincarnations of her older daughters. So you guys are on the same track as Florence. Sure. Yeah. But when the twins suddenly started remembering details from the accident, she slowly changed her mind. On at least one occasion, Florence overheard the girls playing a game and talking about the accident. She witnessed Jillian lying on the floor of the girls' room with her head resting in Jennifer's lap. Jennifer stroked her sister's head in a calming gesture, telling her there was... Blood dripping from her eyes because the car hit hit her. I mean, okay. Okay, wow. Let me just, I gotta say, I'm sure those little girls, their whole lives yeah. up until now have heard stories of... Even if their, their parents yeah, were trying to parents, keep it from them. Yeah, their, people are going to talk about the three mm-hmm. children that got murdered, really, by that crazy woman in a car. Yeah. When you're four. Are they still four? Yeah. They're, are you sure they're not in preschool where the town is talking and they're hearing things, little pictures? Was there preschool in the 50s? Uh, Good point. Oh, there was Catholic school. I mean, For also, there were four just... Four-year-olds? They just like put them all together in a pen and the parents would watch yeah. them. Yeah. You didn't bring your kids into the church. You left them in daycare. Hmm. Well, Sorry. Catholics don't talk, so I don't know. <laughs> Uh, talk wow. about other people. Talk about other people a lot. <laughs> uh, throughout their childhood, <laughs> childhood, Jennifer and Jillian retained an intense fear of cars. Walking by a running vehicle sent them into a panic. Even getting the girls to cross the street without anxiety became a struggle. Hmm. The girls believed the cars wanted to harm them. I feel like parents who have parents had their children had their hit by over. cars yeah. would be very paranoid <clears throat> around cars. Definitely making it rub off on their children absolutely yeah dr ian stevenson a professor of psychiatry at the university of virginia school of medicine heard about the twins and contacted the family stevenson was a respected psychiatrist up until that point god (laughs) damn it sorry i'm not doing anything now she's she's on her own i'm gonna stop you that is what kids say i'm not doing anything now (laughs) (laughs) i stopped now she's the bad one Sorry, um, we're reincarnations of those two kids. Yep. <laughs> Go play in traffic. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Stevenson was a respected psychiatrist who had also had an intense uh, an interest in reincarnation, a subject not generally accepted outside of Eastern religions at the time. He wrote about the Pollock twins in the book Children Who Remembered Previous Lives, A Question of Reincarnation. What a riveting title, Dr. Stevenson. Yeah, really. Leaves a lot to the imagination. Um, he died in 2007, developed an interest in alleged case of reincarnations that he founded a specialized Did department he come back? of perceptual studies at UVA. I'm sure he's you, you asshole. <laughs> I don't think he's me. He was also a dick. Was he? No. You're just calling me a dick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get it now. Uh, the alleged past life memories began to fade when the twins were five. <gasps> By the time Jennifer and Jillian reached the age of five, the memories uh, many believe were reflections of their past lives began to fade. Mm-hmm. In other words, they separated themselves from their deceased sisters and lived distinct lives. Or they just stopped repeating shit that our parents were saying and started thinking for themselves. Well, now hold on. Or if you just take a step back, you can realize that all four-year-olds are like... Many retellings of the Pollock twin story leave out the fact that the girls also had four brothers. Florence and John Pollock claim they never told Jillian and Jennifer of about course. the deceased sisters until the girls were older. But it is possible the twins learned about them from their brother. Uh, possible. Fuck you think? Yeah. Told y'all. I'd be roller like, coaster. y'all know what happened to Jackie and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Y'all are going to die, too. I mean, the birthmark thing. I can see how this got kicked off. The birthmark thing that's, is That's, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Um. Eh. <laughs> okay you were on board at first i was not you were i was open to it and then quickly well, closed i mean how was that roller coaster i feel like y'all were bored it was like after tick, the tick, first tick, tick, drop tick, tick, tick. Woo. I, wasn't, I wasn't bored no i wasn't bored <laughs> <laughs> i like hearing all of the the bullshit and then I just quickly giving an yeah it's just so like children are all the same like at that age they're just not like they you have they walked, one at that age almost right uh yeah just a little bit older and like oh they walked similar three and four year olds all walk similarly yeah, like, like there's dumb, they don't dumb. have distinctive gates they just fucking learned how to walk um you know what i mean like the, so some of that stuff is like stretches i kind of get the toy thing that would really creep me out and i get the birthmark thing the and i even get the, the like birthmark thing are creepy yeah and i even get the building thing but i'm guessing because the toy thing and the building thing come from the parents especially since one kind of wanted to believe they were reincarnations it was probably mm-hmm. interpretations of just innocent like yeah pleasing know. their parent yeah or just oh dolly oh how did they know yeah. that the doll was named dolly right well, you know. or yeah their four brothers were like yeah telling them everything that's dolly go go like it yeah you know there's toys in the attic oh absolutely santa put them up there there you go that was an aerosmith reference and i got it it wasn't but i'm glad it was and you just outed yourself (laughs) what is that yeah i was like what do you mean what's that love i mean like one of their best albums get a grip no the uh, toys in the attic Oh, I don't know that our Aerosmith song. It's it's like pre is way pre pump. It's like their clap. Okay, I am not gonna dig out of that <laughs> hole like by talking emotion? more. Mm, 
yeah, Sweet Emotion might be on there. Okay. So. Hmm. Okay. It was before Permanent Vacation and Pump. It's one of their like seventies albums. Okay. Okay. There is a song called Toys in the Attic on it. It's not very good. <laughs> Toys in the attic. It's yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Is that Janie's got yeah. a gun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one that's not about children dying. Yay! Do we want? Is it okay? I mean, it's okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I... sit here and just question everything either one of you say for That's the rest fine. of the podcast. That's totally fine. I just didn't want to like ruin the children dying party. Oh, no, you're not ruining anything. It's I've... now my turn to ruin. Okay. I'm so... sorry. So, and why are you sorry? I just I feel bad because she knows that she was part of what pushed me to this decision <laughs> to be a cheese seaworm living on the edge I oh am. my god that was that's good. bon jovi now i have thoroughly earned lisa's interruptions wherever they may be coming up but i did not earn another aerosmith that was aerosmith yeah no, not bon jovi that's what i always do got sorry not living me on a the, prayer living yep, on an edge yeah not living on the edge i always say it's the other one although you know that end. living on the edge song if you listen to it holds up all right. All right. I don't We're like Aerosmith. There. Whoa. Living on the edge. Oh. There we go. We're back together again. We she can't back. be I'm mad at me mad. anymore. I'm still mad. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. So in 2016. Don't believe mm-hmm. it. <laughs> well, How this many is years this is this movie. is Trump administration, right? Oh, ugh. Okay. Um, remind me the wait was it he got he just got he'd been elected yeah he wasn't in office he wasn't in office until 2017 but this happened from september 2016 through like may 2017 so over the time that he was sworn in uh in the cuban embassy the american embassy in cuba which had recently been kind of stocked up because obama had thawed relations and allowed some travel visas and things were kind of trending in that direction uh the diplomats there started getting sick and they there was 21 of them that reported the kinds of injuries and illnesses that you would feel if you had brain trauma like Ooh. concussions and stuff but they didn't okay have concussions ultra. yeah this is some fucking it got weird um yeah it was like auditory hallucinations and then they actually recorded actual audio of weird sounds like that were in their room what, like Karina, I, like how ghost hunters do. Okay, sure. Like there's okay. a recording if you want to so listen to it. So you believe that ghosts exist? I don't believe anything. I'm just trying to tell the story. Okay. She's so bad. She's not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. what was I talking about? Okay, yeah, you did great. So <laughs> I'm doing great, sweetie. <laughs> they, they all fell sick and everybody immediately jumped on, oh my God, psychological warfare. Oh, so thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama, right? So the theory was that the Russians were trying to chase them back out of Cuba. Like they didn't want relations to thaw between Cuba and the mm-hmm. United States because that was like their close spot to do shit from. They're our friends. And then of course since Trump just got elected, you know, and he's Russian, so like they this was a good time to like go ahead and 
you know, get course to reverse. So like the theory is that they somehow emitted noises into these people's heads, causing them all to fall ill, which would cause give Trump reason to say, oh, fuck you guys, Cuba. We're pulling out, which is what happened. Right. And we're like re-escalating this and basically be a puppet of Russia again. How did they emit the noise? That's where we get that's where it gets interesting. So, the New York Times in September of 2018, their Pulitzer Prize-winning science reporter wrote an extremely well-researched article based on a very competent study in the Journal of American Medicine about how microwave radiation could be causing all of this. So, the theory was that they were shooting microwaves into these people's heads like and causing walls and stuff. Too. Yeah. And okay. causing this illness. And actually the science there was like, it's been proven and tested since the sixties. So if I just come in here with a story and I'm like, there's science behind it. Y'all going to leave me alone. Yeah. Yes. The science says Pulitzer it's Pulitzer Prize true. winner? Yes. No, yeah. Well, yeah. hold on. I'm not. This is a roller coaster Golden too. Globe winner Tony Danza <laughs> says this is scientifically <laughs> accurate. <laughs> This is also a roller Who's coaster. Who's the boss? So, uh, microwaves. The article uh, goes into great detail and quotes tons of scientists and even shows how it could be done. And everybody's like, oh my God, the Russians are shooting microwaves at our diplomats. And there was even a case of the 70s finding microwave radiation in a Russian embassy that the American during the Cold War. So it was like precedented even. Uh-huh. It's just that those diplomats didn't come down with these symptoms. And the theory at the time was that the microwaves were like interfering with listening equipment. You know, like the reason you're not supposed to have your cell phone on in, in a plane, like mm-hmm. it messes with certain transmissions. But now they're like, oh, they've refined the technology. And here's the other thing. America had developed these giant crowd control tank things with huge satellite dishes on them where they will beam super strong microwave radiation at a mob and make everybody sick. So this oh. isn't far-fetched. Like, pe- you can do this. When did they do that? Uh, it's It exists now. Like, sometime during the Obama administration when the cops got to be uh, an army instead of just cops. Um, well, where's the picture I of that? I feel like I've heard stories about like yeah. sound, like heavy, heavy bass sounds can make you throw up and stuff. Yeah. And this is, uh, the microwaves are very fast, so they, they can be controlled to uh, radiate at a frequency specifically designed to fuck with your eardrum okay. and make you hear things. Like and... a sound laser. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And there's video of like uh, what they call active denial technology. And it's just microwave stuff. And as soon as they start playing with it, everybody runs like hell because it hurts your head. It's like, ah. Um, So anyway, this article comes out. Everybody picks it up. It's like, this is news. This is truth. This is what happened to our diplomats in Cuba. They were getting microwave targeted by Russia or Cuba or somebody. And they all got to, you know, be sick. And maybe Mm -hmm. they're going to die because it could also cause cancer. Oh, my God, this is awful. One week later, Scientific American drops uh, an article by one of the scientists who studied all this and said, you can't do that. Microwaves aren't that easy to control. Like, yeah, the giant dish can disperse a crowd with just indiscriminate, like, 
of right. microwaves everywhere. But what they're talking about is something handheld that you could shoot from three blocks away directly into somebody's eardrum at the exact right like angle right. to cause them to have all these yeah. hallucinations. Well, because it wave. Yeah. It, it, bigger. It, it, and microwaves don't go very far. That's why you can have one in, in your, your house. house. Yeah, they like just don't travel far. They travel about a few feet unless you totally amplify them and shoot them indiscriminately. So what the Scientific American article said is it's probably ultrasound, the sounds that they were recording. Mm -hmm. And they're shooting ultrasound beams in there to like kind of use like bat radar to pick up on the sounds and like basically a listening device. Like they can come back, map it, and then like recreate what was said in the room. So they think that from it's the like ultrasound. a symptom of an ultrasound like they're trying to listen but yeah. it's fucking up people it's like a giant ultrasound okay. pulse that can be embedded in the walls or whatever and then they read the readouts and try to recreate conversations using ultrasound radar or sonar basically um like flipper and now that's the thing it's like okay well maybe it wasn't microwaves but somebody was doing something to this and they released the recording mm -hmm that was taken and all these scientists studied it and tried to figure out what kind of a signal were the Russians putting into our Can agents' brains to make it? them sick. Yeah. Uh, can I, we hear it? Well, or you I will insert, insert it. it. Yeah, I will insert it. Saying oh. it was a bat signal? Basically, yeah. It's kind of like a bat signal. Um, so you're saying Batman's real. Anyway, January Jesus Christ. <laughs> January of this year, two weeks ago, the weatherchannel.com put out I an trust article them. from uh, They actually do good research. They do they good do. work. Yeah. From two uh, scientists from the University of California at Berkeley and England's University of Lincoln who examined the recordings and said, "Oh, that's crickets. What? Yeah, that's definitely an AP released recording of a cricket. In fact, we know what species that is. And they presented a paper at a conference saying that that is the Indies short tail cricket, which is extremely common in Cuba. And it makes high pitched quick pulses of noise. And if you do it in a wall of a building, they'll do it inconsistently and it'll reverberate a bunch and it could probably annoy the hell out of you and maybe even hit your ear at a, you know, uh -huh. in a way to like make you get a headache. No shit. Yeah. So they're not claiming to say that the crickets made all the agents sick. It's still possible there's some sort of a gas or that the building had asbestos or I who mean, knows what made them sick was, but they're like the noise they heard was crickets it was probably yeah a combo loco but Man. they had two friends that were mean to them <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what made them made them sick i don't know i feel like someone like that could be pretty resilient instead know. of you know sounds like they were kind of under the pressure of the crickets what are you guys talking about? <laughs> talking about the embassy. The U.S. People. embassy people. Yeah, um, that's the end. It I, just it ends with crickets. That's so funny. That's the, I do want to. That's hear the name that of this noise. episode. It ends with crickets. It ends with crickets. I like that. Are we, are we really mad at each other? Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the so. mad. You don't are think we? so? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> okay. No. She's mad at us.
I've hope. been you both told me I'm not mad, so I guess I'm not mad. <laughs> I know people love that by default. Mm. Well, what did we learn? We learned, you know, don't take fuck it, with Lisa. Take it easy oh, on Lisa. She works hard Elizabeth. to come up with these. I'm, no, I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, whose fucking nipples are these poking out of this dress? And it's Queen Elizabeth. Look at that dress. Do they look good? Wow. No. They uh-huh. look. They look. Do like they look going regal? Two different directions. Well, they're not bred for beauty. No. Eh, I mean, what? She's nursed a few kids. Like, give her a yeah. No, she hasn't. No? No, no she way. has not. No Are she you kidding? Wet nurses? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sopping wet nurses. I don't know. Yes. I don't. I'm not. The queen does with... not breastfeed her children. That's like the first awesome part of being queen is you don't have to do that anymore since like 1137. Damn. Get a wet nurse. A wet nurse. Get a, at least a damp nurse. Yeah. <laughs> moist nurse. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. I can do moist. A dewy nurse. Dewy is nice. Dewy is, is, yeah. I'd use a dewy nurse. I don't know. I think I just made it not nice <laughs> in my own head. No, it just made me think of Dewey Decimal System, and I'm like... Mm. Mm. Made me think of Officer Dewey from Scream. Oh. I thought of Dewey oh. from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> and there you go. Now I'm thinking of Officer Doofy. <laughs> oh, from scary, from movie. scary movie. movie. Yeah. That is, that's a gross movie. Well, <laughs> it really is. All man. those movies are so. Not like. It's just gross. Also, I'm just glad have Anna. F- have y'all tried to like go back to any of the movies in the early 2000s and rewatch them? Any of the comedies? They are like American literally Pie. Literally all problematic. They're trying so hard to be gross that they forget to have any taste. Almost yeah. every single one drops the F word. Like uh-huh. almost every single one. But something PG-13 about Mary. Or what do you mean? Have you seen that recently? No. Oh, yes. That's it's tough. Creepy. That's a tough ride. Yeah. You mean not the fuck word. You mean no. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. why does it matter if they say the F word? But you mean a different. <laughs> I don't know, F-word. Whitney. You hate me. I'm man. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, the, the one that I wouldn't say. Yeah. yeah. Don't say Got fuck. It. It's yeah, crass. Yeah. It's hack. Um, but yeah, like everybody's calling everybody the F word. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, there's a lot of like weird stalking things. Yeah. Women are half naked and everything. Yeah. Constant peeping. It's yeah. insane because it was only like 15 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what like I that's what I grew up on. And that I, was literally our hangover from Clinton. I, I have this theory that like oh, it just was like the president did oh, it. We can do it. We can talk about sex. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Like it was on the news. I mean, so I'm fine with talking about sex, but like, let's not be calling everybody the F Well, word. maybe that's what happened is that people could talk about sex and then they went to the most extreme. Yeah. And then well, no, no. well people we gotta... could talk about sex and then the people in charge of making movies were all gross old white men. True. Yeah. And that's how they so chose to do it. So it was all gross. Yeah. Okay. Even like a 40-year-old virgin when they're like, you know how I know you're gay? Like that would yeah. never Yeah happen now like it's just not even funny it isn't well it yeah at the time it was like quotable yeah i remember the things they said yeah yeah i think that's where like a lot of this this like 
angry bro comes from is that they were literally raised to... on getting to say this and then all of a sudden everyone turned around and went you know shut up yeah yeah, yeah. well they were also like i mean quoting those movies was like your personality it was your it was fucking it. personality yeah. it was for years and now it's like yeah you have to stop doing that and they're like well i've got to be interesting some other way <laughs> uh, fuck i don't know how to yeah i just get drunk <laughs> that's it can't say anything anymore i remember in middle school we would do the shocker yeah two in the pink one in the stink oh. is what it stands for yes Familiar. thanks dane cook and is it a dane cook thing? yeah well he didn't invent it okay. but he sure is all marketed sure it he wasn't in around when i was in middle school at least not massively but i rem- like i have pictures of me in seventh grade just like holding up the shocker like this is cool yeah it's not it's just gross yeah nasty mm. shit the early 2000s were yeah. gross we, maybe we just also weren't creative at all we i mean i don't know it, i mean i i was in the group of people that watched all those movies yeah, you know me too Com- comedy was was in a bad place yeah it was it was 90s were getting kind of smart late 90s and then like early 2000s the reaction was just got dumb got, got real big dumb, dumb. Mm-hmm. big dumb went full dumb yeah. yeah and it was kind of i think it made people laugh because of how dumb it was but that dumb, dumb that dumb carried a lot of shit with it yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's our ice machine making noise oh that man is. That ice machine sounds like it's been holding that in. It did. <laughs> <laughs> it's producing a lot of ice. What did we learn today? <sighs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, we already we already talked Other, about that. Leave Lisa alone. Leave Lisa alone. She deserves but from, to be left alone. No, she's fine. Okay. From our stories, I guess. Um. What? I, I don't know. I don't know. Keep your ears open or maybe don't. Mm, no. Uh, I feel like Karina always knows this. No, I, I don't know this this time. This one's a little like everything's weird. Double check. Double check. Yeah. Double check. I guess. There's always a twist unless you're that one girl from mm-hmm. there's 50s. always a twist except when there's not except when you get abducted and i like there's always murdered. a twist except when there's not <laughs> <laughs> well there you go that's what we learned yeah words of wisdom the twist ending is there's no theme yep all right so there's not a twist follow us on all the social medias at weirdbrunch.com hard blessings